Hello and welcome to the debrief after Hibernian 2, Aberdeen nil on the 6th of February 2021. Um, well, Martin, um, it certainly hasn't got any better after Wednesday or after Tuesday night, has it? You thought that perhaps we couldn't get things couldn't get any worse, and then the game kicked off today, and pretty much from from minute one, um, Hibs were completely superior in every department to us. Another team looked hungrier than us yet again. Another team looked more more you know, motivated to try and win the game. Pretty much everything that was said post match about how Livingston were and how Livingston approached the game, you could apply that to to Hibs today. And, you know, Hibs are. Hibs aren't an, an amazing team. Um, they are, again, you know, they have a couple of good players, and then the rest of the guys that work very hard. Uh, and today, just through just inability to to perform any sort of basic footballing process, we we made them look like complete world beaters. Well, you see, I think this one was much more about tactics and about shape and about the implementation of that than uh, Tuesday night had been, because I thought. Yeah, we started reasonably okay. We we were fairly positive. Had a couple of half chances. Obviously, the um, the one effort on target that we managed all game, the Ross McCrory effort, then Conor McLennan's terrible fresh air swipe to what was a really really good opportunity, ten twelve yards out. I I mean that's a, a, as good an opening as you're going to get really in a in a Premier League game. We tried to match up going three five two. I was quite surprised at that when I. Saw the team line. I, I presumed based on that it, it was going to be a back four, but we did what I expected that we do that we matched up three five two. But in terms of the personnel, just the, the movement that Doidge and um, and Boyle were, were making against our back three, and, and more than that, the ability of Murphy and the ten roll to find either of those men was was night and day compared to what we had in similar positions. So the amount of times, and it's it's far from the first time when playing Jack Ross's Hibs, to be perfectly honest, that they've got in behind us and managed to get one and one on Joe Lewis. I, I seem to happening. I remember it happening in both the Pitodri games last season, even though we ended up winning both of them. Um, I think it was the one-one draw when we had two men sent off. I mean, um, Dodge must have had about six or seven clear one-on-ones against Joe Lewis that day, uh, and it was uh, it was Allen that was playing the three balls that day. Well, it was Murphy playing that role today. And, you know, I thought today was much more about the implementation of the shape and being committed to that shape and using that shape positively to do something, to impose yourself on the opposition, as opposed to us who so often this season have just used the way we line up to try and limit what the opposition do. I mean, early on, you you get the Greg Lee injury. I don't know. I don't know, to be honest, why we brought him back in the first place. I don't know whether the manager thought that... um, he had some sort of uh, duty of care over over Greg in that had it not been for the coronavirus situation, he he would have signed on here in normal circumstances. It's uh, I was just looking today as a sixth start this season, and we've won none of the games in which he's st- he started. Again, to me, he's just a sort of in between player, not good enough going forward to play in a left wing back role, which he was set to play today, and just not quite good enough defensively or, or really mobile enough to play as part of the part of the back three or indeed really to be to be a top class left back. Um, you know, I think he's a he's decent enough as a left back if you're up against a team who you're expected to dominate possession of and you want your full backs to be quite attacking. 
Uh, so I think in those scenarios, Greg Lee works. And in lots of other scenarios, Greg Lee isn't quite the answer. Greg Lee is not the only issue with this team. Far from it. And it's just the, the inability to, to, to really take us through the phases of play, to really bring us through. You would have thought with McGeer, McCrory and Ferguson in the middle that that could have been a catalyst for something good to happen, but just just nothing, just no linkage there between between those three and your forward player. So, so you can call it down to attitude and desire if you want, but I think today was much more about setup, much more about Jack Ross's ability to set up a team to to cause us problems. I believe so. He's, he did that. I mean, he certainly did. I mean, look, you, you're quite rightly mentioned the, the midfield three that we have. Um, look, look, as, as bad as things are right now, a, a midfield of McGeek, Ferguson, and um, Ross McCrory is probably the you know, probably one of the strongest midfields in the country, out with you know the two old firm teams. Um, and we just, I mean, I, I really can't disagree with, with with what you said there. I mean, the last, you no, know, what is the last? Uh, Short spell. We've just looked like we've we're reacting to other teams, yeah, as opposed to try to impose our will on the game. And the manager is, you know, is sticking with us three at the back. Um, I understand, you know, he's doing it to try and you know, counteract counteract Hibs or whatever, but it's it's not working at the moment. Um, and it's not just the simple defence, but the rest of it isn't working as well. And you know, we see, you know, it's there's a, 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 a sort of inflexibility there. I think that. He's not willing to change. It's been a bit bloody-minded, um, you know. Um, I know the game was gone, but when when Logan comes on later on in the game, um, having an actual having an actual right back on there, things were a little bit better. But then, but by then, Hibs were in game management mode. They were just running down the clock, really. Um, so that I think that that's frustrating, and people are seeing that. I think particularly people seeing that as well, where. He doesn't want to change things. I mean, we should really be. We should have been. I personally think we should have been going going with a four at the back. I mean, we've seen it in short spells where it's worked this season. Um, he'll be lucked upon this formation with Hedges, Wright, and Watkins. Neither Hedges, Wright, and Watkins are at the club anymore. I'm sorry. Well, Hedges injured. Sorry. So Hedges won't be for the rest. Play for the rest of the season. We're here. None of those three are, play, are play, able to play for the rest of the season. Why we're now? Why we've been start sticking with a similar formation? Um, I don't know. And we've brought in two strikers that are out of form. Not seen a lot of minutes. Um, I just don't see what the man. It's I struggle to see what the manager's actual plan is um, in terms of tactics to try and get forward. Um, you know, Hayes, Hayes and Kennedy should be played as played surely be played as wingers rather than you know just just wing backs. We should you know put a proper full backs on the pitch and then try and use these guys who are capable of hurting other teams to do that rather than like limiting them with this defensive burden that they're clearly not up to. Well, listen, I think the problem all season has been for me anyway has been. The positioning of those wing backs, and yes, of course, you shouldn't expect Hayes and Kennedy if they're playing as wing backs to have the same impact as if they were playing further up the pitch. But and I, I think I made this point on Tuesday night's pod that uh, we are playing as if they are still playing uh, as uh, as proper wingers as opposed to to wing backs, even though they they tend to receive the ball ten fifteen yards. For, <coughs> excuse me. 
10, 15 yards further back the pitch and therefore are much less likely to do any damage in that we seem to funnel a lot of what we are trying to do down the wide areas and a lot of, some of that is because we're not getting the space and we're not seeing the movement from from the front two or indeed the guy tasked to be playing as the more attacking of the midfield three you also talk about how he's being inflexible well the thing is we did actually start with a back four of the last two games against Livingston went okay at Almondvale but on Wednesday night David Martindale had uh, had found a site and I thought the most interesting post-match chat on Tuesday. Everyone went mad about how Derek McInnes was, talk- was using excuses afterwards. He did, but only after saying you know, how, how bad we were. But the most interesting part was David Martindale saying that we, we knew the sort of patterns of play that Aberdeen would use because he'd seen it on Saturday. And it's almost as if he believed that the team are, are too reliant on the coaching, that they don't have the individuality on the park to to sort of beat that, to to be able to work your way through this when you're on the pitch and understand that, you know, what you've been trained to do is being picked off really easily. Normally when two teams play each other in such a short space of time, play two games back to back, it should benefit the team with the greater resources. That wasn't the case on uh, against Livingston, simply because we got found out very early and obviously we got a goal down very early and... We just didn't have the ingenuity on the pitch to, to, to change things up. And there's just nothing. There's no flair. There's no spark. And it is just this habit of falling into old shapes and old beliefs that, you know, if you put it wide to your wingers, you might try and do something. But those wingers aren't playing as wingers in a game like today. They're playing as wing backs. They're further back the pitch. It's easier to defend. And we as a team are easier to defend against. And no, no criticism yet on Hornby or indeed the 50 minutes that uh, that Carl Hendry got today, they're seeing very, very little um, opportunity to, to really do anything. The one person I do feel sorry for in the last couple of games has been Conor McLennan. I mean, subbed off before half-time. It sounds a new deal. Has a manager say nice things about him. Um, gets an opportunity to, to play as a striker at Livingston on Saturday. Did OK. Um, probably should have scored, but did OK. Did certainly no worse than what had gone before him in the past seven or eight games gets another start on Tuesday gets hauled off before half time today he comes on to Greg Lee and then again he, he gets hooked after about 45 minutes of football it's uh, if there's one person I do feel sorry for in, the, in this team right now it is Conor McLennan uh, yeah absolutely just um, I don't know if it was just he's some sort of co- he was collateral damage today where um, you could have taken you could have taken Kennedy you could have taken no a number of them off and it wouldn't have really it wouldn't really change. I felt quite, I felt very bad for him. I mean, clearly the manager has some sort of has has big hopes for him, as like the rest of us do. But um, you know, I just I thought that was a bit, I thought that was a bit harsh, to be honest. I don't think that I don't think he did. No, I think that other other than him getting, you know, he got turned for the what led to the penalty. I don't think he really did did anything worse than anybody else that was on the pitch. To be honest, I thought that was a bit harsh um, when you've praised this guy. Um, signed a, a new deal and then haul him off um, it's a bit, I felt quite sorry for him yeah um, I suppose to try and end on a positive uh, Joe Lewis reminded us that he is still still despite an increasing number of mistakes this season still a good level SPFL goalkeeper yeah no, I mean I've you know I've 
kind of I've said many times I'm a huge fan of his, and you know you rightly have you rightly have to be critical when you know, your goalkeeper makes mistakes. There's no getting away from that. But today, um, you know, well, okay, well, we still lost the game. Though Hibbs could have been out of sight um, if it wasn't for Joe Lewis. He was he did really well, um, and you know it should. No, you we spoke before about your keeper can know your keeper a good keeper can be the difference between maybe ten points a season. Um, you know, Joe Lewis has cost us points this season, but um, on another day, you know, he's 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 going to you'll show his worth. Um, and yeah, we, we could have we could have been two or three nil down at half time um, quite easily if it wasn't for him. If we had a lesser keeper between the sticks. Well, I don't know how many different ways we can say that uh, this isn't working and we are going nowhere. Um, but as long as the team keep throwing up performances like these and um, this has been quite a spate of them in the past 10 days then we'll have to try and keep thinking up new ways of saying it. Anyway, that was the debrief um, for the 6th of February 2021. Until we next speak, uh, try and keep the faith and uh, come on you Reds.